7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and a very good evening, everyone, and thanks for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On on this Boxing Wednesday where we have committed to give the sweet science its time in the sun as we try to put boxing back where it belongs. We are going to start the show by reviewing the big heavyweight fight of the weekend. If you saw it, well, uh, Deontay Wilder kept his promise to us by knocking out Louis Ortiz in the seventh round now uh, to take his record to 41 knockouts from 42 fights. He remains unbeaten. Most importantly, he has defended his WBC heavyweight title 10 times now, having won it in 2015. If you watched the fight, would love to get your reaction uh, because some people say Wilder was lucky because all it took was one punch. While others are saying, but that's boxing. That's how it is. You don't have to be technical and look pretty. You just need to be clinical. So if you have any views, any thoughts on that Wilder Ortiz fight uh, that we saw on a Sunday morning, uh, South African time, you can send us your voice notes right now on WhatsApp on 061 4104 107. That's 061-4104-107. You can also call us if you prefer that method on 891 and our SMS line is 41391. And uh, also coming up on the show, we are going to go back to the Mahikeng local municipality to find out how last week's celebration and honoring of ring official uh, Sylvia Mukaila uh, went. I did see it on TV and it really looked proper, uh, but we'll get more from the municipality. SABC TV was there and... Um, I saw some of the visuals and just the whole dinner and everything, uh, but we want to get more from the Mahiking local municipality. We said we'll bring them back and uh, they've agreed to speak to us. And then the big one, we go over to Birmingham to catch up with Zolani Tete's trainer, uh, Lois Omkia, ahead of Las Bond's WBO Bantamweight uh, title defense against uh, John Real Casimero. It's taking place on Saturday night. I believe they had a press conference today, so Taloid will tell us more about the build-up uh, to this uh, fight and uh, how uh, Zolani Lani has been received in the UK. He's very popular there after he beat Paul Butler. I think it was back in 2015. Um, so they really, really love him there. They know that he's a Liverpool fan also. They even took him on a tour, if I remember correctly, of, of Anfield. Yes, they took him on a tour of Anfield where he went to go see Anfield there. And he's fighting in Birmingham uh, on Saturday and night. Uh, so we're going to speak to Lois Omkia, the trainer, just to find out more about now a few days to the fight. How is the build-up? How are the preparations? What have they seen? from Casemiro, what are they expecting and why is Zolani such a big name uh, overseas and why is he the face of South African boxing? I mean, he seems to be the most marketable one here in uh, South Africa. When you talk boxing these days, you have to talk about Zolani Tete. So also, if you want to weigh in on that, the lines are always open and our WhatsApp number is 061-4104-107 for voice notes. Uh, For those cricket fans, let's just take a quick look at what's happening in the Mzansi Super League before we talk of boxing there is one game today it's a top of the table clash it's first against second by the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants uh, who are leading the the, the table uh, unbeaten by the way uh, won four out of five the other one was a washed out 
It's my team there from my hometown, Nelson Mandela Bay Giants. Uh, they won the toss. They elected to field first against the Pal Rocks. And the Pal Rocks have posted 166 for 7 in their 20 overs. Uh, James Vince there making 37. Uh, Faf Duplessis scored 27 of 21. He was looking good until uh, a run out there by Onke Nyaku and uh, Jason Roy. Henry Davids made 23 at the top there. And uh, Imran Tahir took 2 for 19 in four hoovers for the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants. So the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants need 167 at St. George's Park then uh, to maintain their place at the top of the Mzanzi Super League and keep their unbeaten record. Up next, we talk uh, boxing. We talk Wilder, Ortiz and Wilder Fury. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, uh, we're going to speak to a uh, former boxer and a boxing trainer, Peter Smith, about Wilder and uh, Fury. But before we go there, let's remind you of what happened on Sunday morning. There's a left, a straight left that connects by Ortiz. He might have Wilder hurt. A left to the body by Ortiz. Ortiz picking up the pace to get back in the center as King Kong trudges forward. A right hand, down goes Ortiz! Oh my goodness! This one is over! There is a reason why he is the baddest man on the planet! Example right there as Deontay Wilder has once again finished off Luis Ortiz in spectacular fashion. The baddest man on the planet, as you heard there in the commentary. And Peter Smith joins us on the line from Smith's Gym uh, in four ways. I believe they've also got another one now in Lone Hill. Peter, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us again on SAFM. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Peter, before the fight, what were your expectations considering how Ortiz gave Wilder a scare in their first fight? You know, um, I, I predicted that it's going to go this way. I, you know, um, knowing, you know, heavyweight division is, is known for the, the big bangers and the punching. That's what makes heavy, heavyweight so unique, mm. you know. Um, the danger was, um, you know... I thought Ortiz wouldn't get over the knockout that he had because he had quite a bad knockout as well, mm. the previous fight. So it was, he did fight a great fight. I think I think his game plan wasn't as polished as it should be because he knew he was up on scorecards. He felt he was. But, you know, it's never over till, till the bell goes, eh? Mm. And, you know, the, 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 the sort of change in, in one round. And that's exactly what happened for, um, for Ortiz. Before we go further into the fight, were you surprised that Wilder took Ortiz on again? Because it seems like the other heavyweights are avoiding him. And what does it say about Wilder? No, you know what? It's, it's obvious uh, a reason why you would try and get the shot again. You know, he's 40 years old. He's at the end of his career. Mm. And if anything he's going to do is, is, is go for the big paycheck. You know, and, and who better to do it with is Wilder? Because nobody else is... A lot of guys are scared of fight Wilder. You know, I mean, AJ's been avoiding... My personal <laughs> opinion has been avoiding Wilder for a long time. And unfortunately, I think he didn't realize Ruiz 
was the one that was actually going to kind of create a bit of a, a mishap in his career. I think he under, uh, underestimated uh, Ruiz. So everyone's avoiding Wilder to a point. Um, you know, money talks, you know, and mm. that's why a lot of these guys will take the risk and take the fight because it, it's a life ch- it's a life change for a lot of these fighters. You know, they come from very hard backgrounds and, you know, been struggling all their careers and their lives. I mean, he's Cuban. Uh, you know, Cubans uh, really have a hard life in mm. Cuba. And for him to get out into America and, and uh, uh, expose his career and, and make the money he's made, he would never have made it anywhere else, you know. So for him to take the fight, it's a, a no-brainer. You 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 said that you you said that Ortiz probably felt that he was on top before that knockout. Uh, did you also feel the same? Definitely, mm. definitely. Ortiz was confident, I must say. But he, you know what? The biggest mistake he made, he, he took his finger off the trigger, mm. and he had that moment of, I, I, I'm in control, and mm. I think he underestimated what uh, Wilder was capable of doing. At that stage of the fight, you know, it's it's uh, you know when you charge in the, in the fight and you feel like you're ahead of your opponent, it really makes um, you know it really you really have that inner confidence and your opponent can feel that, mm. you know. So, you know, on the other hand, um, Ortiz, I think, would have been the winner. Um, you know, I think he just. He, he just, uh, like, you know, never gave himself the opportunity to stay focused. And I, I really think he lost his focus. False sense you know? of, yeah. Yeah. On, you know, on, it, yeah. on that note, Peter, uh, what lesson then do up-and-coming boxers take from that punch then? Is it keeping your guard up at all time? Is it to always expect the unexpected? Is it to not fall into a false sense of security, like you said? I agree with what you're saying. The one point you said, protect yourself at all time. Mm. You know, this, 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 this is my all-time great. This is my, uh, it's Mike Tyson. And if Daniel Holyfield goes uh, uh, alongside, those guys were such great defensive fighters. You, there was, you know, if you're looking at that era of boxing, Mike Tyson wasn't getting hit, and he was ferocious from round 1 to 12. You, you know, when you watch these guys like Ortiz, taking his foot off the gas, which I saw he, he did. He kind of stood up tall. You know, he's, not, he's a shorter fighter to Wilder. Why fall into the, the, the other man's game plan? Stay in, stay in your lane, you know? Don't, don't allow yourself to be tricked by, by, your, by your opponent. What, is, what did you make you know? of how Wilder fought in those seven rounds? He didn't do much boxing, like you said. No. Um, uh, uh, Ortiz was clearly ahead uh, uh, there. Um, he seemed to just wait for that big one. What did you make of that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, uh, let, 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 me, let me put my point forward, and that's what I, I do with a lot of my fighters, and I, and I explain this to him. You know, Wilder's a very stubborn fighter. He's a guy, I think, with a one-track mind. And I don't think... He's easy to be trained. I think he's, he doesn't take instructions well. He's, he's a very... He, if you look at him, he's not a skilled fighter. He's not yeah. the greatest skilled heavyweight that came along. Yeah. I believe, um, if you look at his record, he's very lucky how he built up his record in, in this era, in this time. You know, he's never faced um, uh, an era where you had like a top five devastating fighters that were like... Like Evander Holyfield fought Rudy Bowe two times. Um, 
Tyson, um, you, you watch Tyson, you watch Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis got beaten by um, Hasim Rahman. He came back and knocked Hasim out. Mm-hmm. And he did it with Oliver McCall himself. So that's a caliber of fighters you talk about. This, this, those are the great, you know, when, when you see a skilled fighter, it brings a different dimension into the fight game. And people can see it. Wilder didn't look a winner up until that point. Everyone's talking about the big punch, mm. and nobody's ever talking about what happened in those rounds up in there. He was, he was actually, he was behind. He didn't look great at, at all. He, he didn't look a, a, a winner. Um, so, you know, in all, in all things said, he's, um, he's really, he's got a great record, but I think um, for a guy like him, I don't think he deserves his record deserves the outstanding achievement, but I think he's wins because of his immense power. That guy's got immense power, um, and that's his win- that's his winning ticket. Like for me, a guy like Tyson Fury is a, is a good fighter, but he's, he's a joker. And uh, you know, if he got more serious with the game, I think Tyson Fury would be one of the most dangerous heavyweights of, of this time. And uh, believe it or not, a lot of the heavyweights I know, Derek Chisora, the guys that I speak to, um, that know the heavyweight division, they all tell me, Tyson Fury, if that guy had to take the game serious and become more of a, a serious a pugilist, a man that's going to be seek and destroy, he, he bounces around a lot, you know? <laughs> and look how wild he is him. How he got up from those two shots, mm. I cannot, I don't understand. Mm. It's like he woke up. But, you know... Give Wilder all his due. He's he's proven every um, you know everyone wrong, and and he's and he's done what he should be doing. And as a heavyweight, and that is an unblemished record with a great KO record. You know you can't mm. get better than that. Mm. Yes, has he been tested? Um, yeah, I, I think he's been tested. I think uh, Fury was a great test for him, and he passed the test well. And um, you know, uh, I don't think he really wants to fight Fury again. It, it was a very hard fight for him. But, you know, funny enough, I, I'll predict this. If Ruiz beats AJ again, mm. uh, it sounds crazy, but I think Ruiz would be a harder fight uh, for AJ. I mean, for uh, uh, Wilder. Wilder. Wow. Yeah. If you've just joined us, we're talking to Peter Smith former boxer, boxing trainer also now. Uh, we're just reviewing Wilder and uh, Ortiz. You can send us your voice notes on WhatsApp on 061-4104-107 or you can call us on 891 like Jusia has done in PE. But Jusia, I want to take a quick break so that we give you enough time to get your point across. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, let's go to the line. Still talking, Walda Ortiz, Jusia in PE. Good evening. Good evening, Tabiso and your guest. Um, Tabiso, um, for for people to say Walda is the baddest man on the planet, I, I find it I find it laughable. <laughs> Walda has been fighting bums the the whole time of his career. The only people that he fought for he fought who who are in in in, 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 in a better level than him or in his level. It's it's all Tyson Fury, and if it was if it was not for that knockdown, Tyson Fury will be the champion now. And we all know that while while there was given the draw in a in a place, 
Uh, secondly, he can't be he can't be a badass man while he was dominated by a forty-year-old man. You you know. Um, secondly, in order for Wilder to be the badass man, he must fight Derek Chisora. He must fight Jalen White. He must fight all the heavyweights that are up there, like ooh, the Ruiz, the winner between Ruiz and Joshua. Even the loser, he can fight, and then we can see if he's a badass man. Because Wilder is, 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 is one-dimensional. He's, 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 he just has that right hand. And you can see that right hand sometimes while he's busy in Chopek. He's taking that right hand <laughs> from Eastern Cape. Um, you understand? Mm. So, so, so for me, he's, he's, he's not that great as, as people are saying he's great. He's fighting bums. Name, name three other three boxers that, that, that are recognized that he fought other than Fury and Ortiz. Remember, a 39-year-old Ortiz... So you don't count Berman Steven? Come again? You don't count Steven? No, Steven was, was, was knocked out by one punch in AJ. You don't count Eric Steven Molina? Ay, come on, come on, Tabiso. Give, give <laughs> me credible folks. The, the only credible heavyweight now in, in, in the world is AJ, Naye, that, that because he was... He was, he was he, 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 um, and uh, Dominic Brazil? Come again? Dominic Brazil? I tell you, give me pure name. Give me, okay. give me good name. Okay. On last, that, on lastly, Tabiso, yes. lastly, Tabiso, on, because I know I won't be able to get in. Please find out for us if the Zolani, the Zolani fight will, will be televised anywhere. Because okay. we've been trying to, 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 to find out those issues, but we, 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 we don't get response. Please find out okay, if, if you post on Twitter after the show. Okay, no problem, Juicia. Thanks for that. Peter, I think you and you and Juicia agree on, 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 on Wilder. But on that note, though, um, a lot of people have said that they don't think he's a worthy champion. He doesn't box. He just waits for one punch. But others say one punch is all it takes in boxing. How do you respond to that? Yes and no. Um, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that because you look at Mayweather. Um, Mayweather was one of the greatest tacticians, skilled fighters in the world. Um, he never knocked um, his last, I don't know how many fighters out at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, their last 20, you know, he struggled knocking the top level guys out. But he was fighting great fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, where, um, sorry, I never got the caller's name. See but um, he's, um, his point was right and valid. Um, in all credit, What's actually annoying is a lot of these guys are avoiding each other, and and that's what's making boxing uh, where these guys are calling themselves great fighters, but they're not a, they're not fighting each other when it, when they should be. Like AJ and Wilder should fight each other, I'd say a year ago, mm. you know, before all the mishaps happen to prove they wait, they wait, they wait, and you know. Like some of the names that he's talking about, the guy I was talking about was, mm. uh, you know, fighters that he should have been fighting, like Chisora, um, in, in his earlier days, mm. uh, about a year ago, two years ago, Chisora. Chisora was doing great wonders, fighting, he fought AJ. Um, AJ fought a lot of these guys, top-level guys, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, what, what, is, what is Wilder doing? I mean, I don't give credit to... I mean, a 40-year-old, um, it's not about the age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ortiz, I'm not, I, I wouldn't call any fighter a bum. To get in that ring and to at least get in the top 10 in the world uh, and to fight for world title, you got to have something. you got to be someone. So, um, in all, cre- all credit towards 
their careers are wild and all these other guys' fighters. But obviously, when the people want to see the real fights, like AJ Wilder a year ago, it was always put off. And, and this is the problem where the top-level guys are onboarding each other like they're at the bottom of their careers trying to build each other to, to meet each other on top. That's how you normally do it. You, you avoid each other. If you're two talented fighters, why fight each other in the beginning and then destroy one, of, one, one person's career when you can meet at the top if you're that great? You know? And that's where they got it back to front. And that's the problem with the heavyweight division with these guys that are making the money they're making, but they're fighting who they want to fight. And Ortiz's second fight, I, I don't think it should have been a given. Mm. Um, not, not in my books. I mean, you, if it was a close, split decision, that's a rematch. But he knocked Ortiz out. <laughs> he stopped Ortiz, you know? So in all fairness uh, to a previous caller, he's got a valid point, you know? Mm. So just call him a greatest of all time is enough. You know, that's a, that's a huge word. So even uh, though it's a 10th defense of a WC belt, WBC belt he's held since 2015, do you think that he still needs to unify to be considered a great? Uh, definitely, most definitely. Most definitely. Tyson did it. Um, uh, all the top-level best fighters in the world did it. You know, they were looked upon as the heavyweight greats. Um to hold on one belt and they call the shots and say, who are you going to fight? Um, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, you just said it now, the tall... Um, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Brie, what? Brazil. Uh, Dominic Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Brazil doesn't... He doesn't qualify. <laughs> that guy doesn't qualify. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be funny, but yeah. I, I would let my boy Kevin Lorena fight uh, Brazil. No problem. I'm not... And he's a cruiserweight. Yeah. He's not a hard puncher. He doesn't dictate authority as heavyweight. And it was a cherry picker, you know? Hmm. I believe. I believe that was a cherry picker. I don't even think I really watched the fight. I just watched the highlight of the knockout. <laughs> it didn't bring interest to me in that, in that effect. And that's, that's what greatness is. Like, I remember my all-time favorite was Ivan Holyfield and, and uh, Mark Tyson. Sure. I couldn't wait to watch these guys. It was, I've spoken about months before. You know, that's what real, like, if you say to people today, who the heavyweight champion is, I bet you a lot of people couldn't tell you. Mm. They, they wouldn't really know. And But if you knew when Mark Tyson unified the titles, and before Castamata died, I think Tyson slipped when Custer went. That was his everything. That was the guy that put him where he put him. And it was like a father-son figure there. You know, the trust. The, hmm. the, the the confidence he had in him, the skill that a customer had said in him, all those things was the true, um, what really made Mark that great. And Mark's greatness, uh, you know, although at the end of his career, he suffered his legacy because of lifestyle and the wrong people, hmm. you know. So, listen, Wilder's holding it together and he's doing well, he's winning. It's, um Anytime soon, he could be unifying the title. So, who knows? Um, maybe we're speaking out of turn, but he's done... My books, he's done great. Mm. And he's doing what he should be doing to, to his contenders. Yeah. All these guys that are facing him, if they're not worthy to stand there, get rid of him, and he does it. Okay. You know? 
Well, he so did he say, shows, we actually did speak authority. to him. We actually did speak to Wilder on the show, I think three or four weeks ago, and he said that he wants one face, one champion in the heavyweight division. Uh, finally, Peter, before we let you go, you mentioned Kevin Larina, and we saw he posted on social media a couple of days ago that he was presented with the IBO diamond uh, ring there, and he said it was a big occasion for him. Uh, just uh, uh, for the layman's, I mean, why is it such a big occasion? Well, you know, the, the beauty of, uh, of um, what Kevin achieves, um, you know, you've got to understand that he's defended the IBO title five times. And in the world of, of cruiserweight boxing right now, it's really moved his name up in the top ranks of all the elites. And Kevin's time next year is a big year for Kevin. I'm not going to say anything at this moment, but there are big things happening, the shuffling between WBC WBA and um, RBF, there's a lot of big news coming next year. We just need to guarantee it's all in place before we move ahead. But um, it, it, what what he achieved, people don't really understand. Kevin doesn't come from that Olympic background. He never had an amateur career. He was a jockey. Yeah, he's never had an amateur career. And that's the beauty of him. I took Kevin out of my wing. He was um, training in my gym. Uh, in my brother's gym and he was sparring Elvis Moyer and he was sparring to be some tuna Isaac Moyer but he was a young kid and he was like really wanting to do boxing and Chris Van Heer and I was saying Chris at the time mm. he said to me to him if you want to continue boxing go to my coach you'll have a career and since then him and I suck it out and we've gone from level to level I've shown that guy the way to move through the ranks and how to become a whole a, a whole unique fighter and that's what he's become and that's what the greatness of his achievement is because to defend a world title a world title five times that's a massive achievement you know mm. that already can one day go in the hall of fame for what he's achieved you know so now one goal set so we'll go for the one one of the next belts and and try and hold and, and we're also trying to head for unification one day soon you know mm. that's the ultimate goal you know, so this is one big step he's achieved. So we got other goals next year that we're going to be heading for. And that, Great stuff. That's what I take my hats off for him. He's done very well. Great Especially stuff. Especially for the country. He's put South Africa on the map in boxing and spoken about. Hmm. Like Tete and all these guys, they do wonders for our country. The interest always comes back. The internationals come and speak to us. So that's the beauty of what we're doing as well, giving back to our people and our country and, that, and that's that's what the beauty of our sport is you know look what the rugby did for us mm. incredible mm. well hopefully we'll catch up with Kevin uh, sometime soon uh, but uh, all the best there and thanks for speaking to us again Peter Smith we really appreciate your wonderful insight here um, about boxing and hopefully we'll chat to you again and if you did miss our interview with Wilder Let's just remind you what he said when he was on the show a week before his fight against Ortiz. We're still going to go over to the UK, by the way, to catch up with Tim Zolani Tete. Both we uh, we we train for we train for for the proper setting up. That's with the jab. Your jab is the most important punch that you will have, you know, because it is able to control the fight. You're able to set up different combinations of the fight, and it can get you out of trouble as well when you're when you're tired mm-hmm. and um. And over the years, you know, I've developed as well the, the a jab that follows behind the right hand. I got a great trainer in Mark Breland, um, the um, 84 Olympic um, 
gold medalist, two-time um, welterweight champion. And um, he, he, he allowed me to, uh, uh, well, he taught me many ways of using the jab and structuring the jab and being able to set it up. And, you know, I took away what he taught and I, I, I put together what I've learned over over the time, over the course of going to different champs camps or having my own champ camp sparring and different people, how they react to different ways. And I've just studied and studied and, and implied everything that I need. Now it's a muscle memory. So when I use my jab, it's definitely to set up for this big right hand. And when I hit you, bam, baby, good night. <laughs> Good night. And exactly what he said on the show uh, here on SAFM Spot On is exactly what he did. Jab, jab, jab. Uses the jab, hides behind the jab, and then he gets him with that right. And let's now go back to another story we covered last week. There were going to be celebrations in Mahi Keng. Uh, they were honoring one of their own ring official, Mayor Sylvia Mokaila. Um, I mentioned that I saw it on TV. I said we'll send the cameras there, and SABC was there, and it really looked uh, lovely. But we just want to get a full overview uh, from Mr. John Mashiho, who joins us on the line again. He's the head in the office of the executive mayor of Mahi Keng. Mr. Mashiho, good evening again, sir. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening to you and good evening to your listeners. Well, I told you we'll bring the cameras. The cameras were there. Uh, how was the event? How do you describe it for us? Wow, the event went perfectly well. It went according to plan. We are very excited with uh, the product. Mm. And, and what exactly happened on the day? Because we saw a snippet of it on TV, but what exactly happened on the night? <clears throat> on the night, we Remember, we had a number of dignitaries. We we had uh, the CEO of Boxing South Africa, Mr. Rijaka, was present. Mm. And he gave a, a, a rounding speech. We had the president of the Northwest Boxing Federation, uh, Mr. Sokoto, who was present. We had uh, the head of department for the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, Mrs. Nunola uh, Pella. And what we like about uh, the HOD is that she made a commitment. Our our objective, we had two objectives, by the way. Mm. The first objective was to get the commitment from South Africans and from government to assist uh, Mrs. Mugaila. So on the night, Mrs. Babela made a commitment on behalf of the department that she's going to assist uh, Ms. Mugaila because she has started uh, a boxing uh, team. Mm. where she, she's, she's assisting young people, uh, assisting them to, to be boxers. Mm. So the first objective was met, which was a commitment from the department. The second objective was, and still is, to keep the exposure. And we're saying big ups to SABC, big ups to SAFM, because you, we, we, we previewed the event, and now we're still talking about her and reviewing the event. Yeah. Much appreciated, yeah. Yes, and I actually did see that commitment from the HOD um, on uh, TV uh, uh, there. And um, how did Mayor Sylvia react, I mean, to being recognized? I know she's very shy. She doesn't like talking much, uh, but I'm sure she had a chance to speak on the night. Believe you me, she spoke more than anybody else. She, she was very really excited about the event. And what we like about uh, this event is that the municipality was able to honor her while she's still alive mm. and not posthumously. Others are, are honored posthumously and they're unable to give, to give uh, an account. 
So she was given a, a platform where she responded, and she, she told us how excited she is, and she hopes uh, her plan to assist young people with uh, this boxing is going to take a step forward. She told us last week she had 21 years of being involved in boxing locally and internationally. Uh, so what was the token of appreciation then that she received from the, from the municipality? You said last week it was a surprise and you didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> we gave her a nice, I don't know how to describe it, uh, a nice uh, portrait uh, showing her doing her work as a boxer. Mm? Inside that portrait is a nice boxing gloves. Uh, and, a, and a nice message from the executive mayor. And and Ching Ching, and was there no financial incentive at least? <laughs> ching Ching, <laughs> no, no, there was no Ching Ching. So you just gave her a portrait and a certificate. <laughs> we gave her a nice portrait, but portrait was not the main thing. The main thing was the exposure. And the commitment from the department. Yeah, but, but what about uh, but what about money, Mr. Mashiho? I mean, we can't just uh, give people exposure. She's 21 years, and she told us last week that she was after hours. She was doing her own academy after her own work regular job. Uh, surely, I mean, there could be a financial incentive at least. Financial incentive will come, but we are going to to mobilize that from uh, corporate South Africa. Uh, we are hard at work. From the minister, remember we're a municipality, and municipalities generally in the country are financially struggling. So we're still going to continue to talk to corporate South Africa to assist her, and probably we'll talk about changing there. So, so how much money did you spend in putting together the event? How much we money was allocated for this event? We did not spend a lot of money because remember. No, I'm saying how much. How much? Yes. No, I'm unable to give you. And the figure of how much, because I was not dealing with that. But the point I'm trying to drive home is that uh, the venue is ours. We used to we used to municipal venue. But also the point I'm trying to drive home is that if you had money to honor to do an event uh, to honor her, surely she should get a little bit of of that money. People are not gonna eat and survive on exposure, especially because she's got young ones that she's training, and she said she needs assistance. And even that, I mean, you didn't come through. You made a commitment. We don't know when it's going to come. But if you had money to put together an event, is it asking for too much to also give us something? Remember, we were not selling tables. No, I understand that. I understand that. But you had money to do the event. Yes. So couldn't you give us something from that money? Did you not think that money is important for her? Much as it is important for her, it's something that we will consider. And, and the chapter is not closed yet. And the musician that performed, who who was it, and how much was the musician paid? The musician. Mm. We used a local musician. I don't know how much the musician was paid. But they were paid. Yes, they were paid. Ah. Remember, they are, remember, they are also waiting, and that event did not only benefit. Okay, I just want to take a quick break. Just hold that thought. <laughs> Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Still speaking to the head in the office of the executive mayor of Mahikeng, Mr. John Mashiho. Sorry about that, Mr. Mashiho, but I didn't want you to get cut off there. You said the musician got got, got, got paid. You were explaining that? Yes. Maybe, maybe I, should, I should also say to you, events like this one also assist 
the municipality in terms of local economic development. It's a local artist. She also needs to be supported. People who, who, who did everything for the event uh, are paying locally. It is not yet anybody from outside the municipality. So it's a, it's a multi-pronged uh, benefit for quite a number of these service providers. Mm-hmm. But I hear your argument to say, uh, why are we not giving... Uh, the person that's being honoured. Yes. yes. I hear your argument. Uh, let me not close it here. I'll take it further. Okay. Uh, and say uh, this, this is an issue. I can't really get at it. But our approach is that uh, we also need support of corporate South Africa. Mm. Because we're not only talking about an ordinary person. We're talking about a person who's known internationally as a referee, as a judge, uh, as a tournament uh, uh, supervisor. So she's big mm. in terms of uh, boxing. Okay, let's go to Achi in Welcome. Achi, good evening. Member, uh, how are you? I'm fine, thanks to you, member. <laughs> member, you are not lucky these, these last two days. You are not fortunate. <laughs> Yesterday, there was this gentleman from soccer, Eish. which I tried to get Danny to get to have a minute talk with him. I couldn't find him. Mm. Today, we've got this gentleman from sports who was also lost as to how can he respond and all of that. I mean, this is standard that now you've got this lady who's got a prize. You've got this lady who is a light in the community and in the province. But what is she given? Something which is unexplainable also. I mean, it's on radio. I don't understand what he says they gave him. But I'm saying this is when we start, or his department is starting to press down upon the athletes, the ladies who are all in the sports to push them down. What is pushing them up? It is but nothing. Yeah, what well, have I can't. What have we done to get these people? I mean, over the last two days, the tuna. What have we done? Mm. I'll send you a picture of that portrait. It's a frame. It's got a picture of her uh, talking to a boxer, and then it's got two gloves there, and then it says Mahikeng Local Municipality Female International uh, Boxing uh, Referee. That's what it says. Uh, uh, actually, I hope I've painted a picture for you. Remember. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, Achi. Okay, um, Mr. Masheho, we're going to have to leave it there, but uh, uh, we really appreciate what you've done. Take nothing away from it. It's a, it's, a, it's a great event that you did. It's good to honor your own, but we just want us to get to a stage where we need to reward our people financially. We know our history. We know where we come from. People need money. They're not just going to eat off exposure, and we just hope that, like you said, you will take lessons from this uh, going forward, but take nothing away from what you've done. Say so We really appreciate it, and we hope that more municipality can also follow suit and honor their own, especially our women in sport, because they are not getting the recognition that they deserve. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, that is uh, Mr. John Mashek. Oh, do we have somebody on the line? Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I uh, thought there was somebody else on the line. But we... Yeah, and, and and by the way, folks, I'm not speaking on behalf of Mayor Sylvia. I don't know what her thoughts are. We just wanted to just get feedback to find out how the event w- went since we started it. So we had to finish it and it just came out that she didn't get money, but she just got a frame that's got a picture that she probably has and and, 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 and a set of boxing gloves. Anyway, um, let's go all the way to the UK now. That's where we find uh, Lois Somja, uh, the trainer, of course, of Zolani Teta. Lloyd, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to your viewers. Good, 
good evening to everybody back home in South Africa. Thank you. And to the group there on Facebook, Mta El Boxing. <laughs> Firstly, yeah. happy belated uh, from us, happy belated birthday. We hope you enjoyed your, your day, Taloid. Yes, I did, man. But uh, you see, I think I'm like everybody else. The more the years go, the more you don't enjoy the birthday because you are saying like, shit, I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm getting older. You no longer enjoy it like I, I use when I, uh, in, my, in my young, my youth days. <laughs> well, Zolani said he wants to win this fight for you. Does that make it even more special than at least you might get a present on Saturday night? You see, if Zolani says so, it makes it more special. It makes it one 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 good birthday for me. And he's going to do it. He's going to deliver. And all I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for is just uh, the, the kind of delivery, what level of delivery. We have prepared for a high level of delivery, and uh, we think that's what is going to be uh, 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 the expectation from us, Team Tete, and everybody else around us. You're on the verge of a fourth title defense of this WBO title. How do you describe your journey with Zolani? Zolani is a a professional. And uh, everybody around Zolani has got to be a professional and act professionally. So our journey with Zolani has been that. It has been at the highest level, uh, interacting with the highest people and delivering Zolani at the best condition and uh, physically and mentally that he can be and uh, the fights that he has fought so he has fought the top boxers in the world and uh, he has handled them with ease because uh, the journey has been a hard journey in terms of preparations but uh, at the same time it has been a very enjoyable journey because you know we work as a team and we try to be as professional as we can we learn as we go and we try to get better and better where does he rank in the list of boxers that you've worked with throughout your, your career, Braloid? No, I think I think uh, no one can rate with him. I think is that is at that level. And remember, I have trained, I have trained very very good boxers mm. from the old stock of Mosana Mkaji mm. to welcome to my boxers like Odom Lelene, Bush Makambi, Kule Makeba, world champions, and all of that. Mm. But. Uh, I think Zolani is uh, at a level above all of those guys. And, uh, for instance, he's uh, the rated the third best uh, bandamweight in the world today behind Inoue and Louis Neri. And we believe that he is the best. And uh, a lot of people, in fact, a lot of people that we have met even here, we were at the uh, press, conference. press conference today, yes. Yeah. And everybody believes that he is the best, especially after they saw what happened between um, Inoue and uh, uh, Donay. Donay. Yes. What is it about Zolani that sees him being the country's most recognized and marketable boxer at the moment? I believe it is uh, his uh, presentation. His presentation of himself as a person, his presentation of himself as a sportsman, and uh, his presentation of himself lately now as a champion. He is disciplined, and uh, he, he lives the kind of life that uh, he should be living at, uh, as a person at that stage. And remember where he comes from. He comes from uh, a family that is like every other family in Mdanzane. But uh, if you look at uh, some of uh, the, the people who have come from uh, those uh, families, they tend to be, uh, uh, I think, to be tied 
even in, in terms of their discipline, to be tied to the, 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 the way uh, people in those areas, people of the street and all of that, uh, live. But Zolani is, is unlike that. He lives in a level that is a world level, and I think that sets him apart from uh, other boxers and other sportsmen okay. of his uh, um, grade. Mm. Let's just, uh, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Zolan Tete's trainer, Lois Somkia. We'll take a quick break and we'll get into the fight after that. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, we've got a voice note that's come through. Let's go to it. Good evening. Good evening, Tabumusia. You're talking to Elon Amtlanga from Kuman in Queenstown. Just want to ask you, when I'm calling Okay, great one. Taloid, how's the training? How are the preparations that side? Oh, yeah, Buza by Injani training since in Ifigi Lagola Kalukobanjanu Zolan. Oh yeah, oh the training has has gone on very well because we prepared for this. We 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 are experienced in terms of traveling now, and uh, we knew that we are coming to a, 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 an area in a, a country where it is now summer. Sorry, it is winter. But even if it's not winter, even if it's summer here, it's cold. So it is freezing cold. So the best preparations now have got to be made at home, especially in terms of weight. You've got to make sure that you are as close to the limit as possible, even as you come here. It's not time now to start dropping weight. As a result, now, since we came here, we've been hovering around 900 grams around the, the limit, which is where we should be. So our preparations have been very good. We haven't overtrained because we haven't been trying to sweat or sweat much much more than we should and we haven't been trying to uh, get the muscles to relax more than they, they they have all of everything has been normal and i think we we are at it what do we know about casemiro uh, he's a tough customer he comes forward all the time he is also a puncher. There is really a pressure fighter who is a puncher, and he's going to be there as long as the fight goes because he is not known to stop opponents early. So even if he doesn't stop opponents early, he's still out there to stop opponents after even the 10th round. So we, we, we are prepared to stay there as much as we, as, as we can. And at the same time, we think he's going to be coming more motivated uh, than, than other boxers in that. Well, he's a Pacquiao thing. In fact, that's what they were uh, really shouting about here mm. this afternoon, that Pacquiao may even be coming. They've got the support yeah. of one. He's a Filipino. He is their, yeah. he's, uh, he their promoter. Oh. And uh, well, we were quick to announce them, to, to in fact, to, to, to tell them that it's not going to be Pacquiao fighting, it's going to be him <laughs> fighting. At the same time, we are also expecting Mayweather, because Zolani is uh, Mayweather's friend. Mm. So if they bring Pacquiao, we bring Mayweather. So <laughs> that's nothing to us. So they are also expecting Mayweather now because of us. Mm. <laughs> and another thing is that uh, we also know that uh, they are really uh, clinging on this thing of that uh, Zolani has been inactive for mm. about a year, mm. and even more so, they are also on this uh, shoulder. shoulder. So we think they are going to, 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 to rough Zolani up to try and uh, uh, hurt him and uh, have the injury back as much as they can. And at the same time, in terms of the 
uh, is a is a is a long layoff. It is about timing that one. So they are going to try and check if his timing is intact. Uh, but they will be surprised because they will find that he is ready for all of that. And he's fully healed from that shoulder injury. He's fully sh- healed from the shoulder injury. And is he the main draw card in this bill? Yes, he is the main. Sure. He is the main bout in this bill. It is. Um, uh, two international uh, fights and uh, two British title fights and uh, there's also an international uh, WBO and all of that. Yes, mm. it's, it's 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 six title fights in all, including his. So he is the main fight. So what's your approach? Our approach is going to be the same approach, really. Our approach is. Uh, to get Zolani to fight on his own terms because that is the only way to win fights. Whatever style you bring, you fight on your terms, you impose your style. So what we're going to do is to impose Zolani's style. We know that he's going to be trying to impose his style by coming forward, by trying to rough up Zolani, but we're going to impose our style with behind the jab because what's going to be the, 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 the sorter between us and him is Zolani, the ramrod jab. That is going to keep him off balance all the time. We are not going to run away from him, that's for sure. He's going to come forward, but he's going to find Zolani right there in front of him. But he's not going to find the range in terms of getting closer to throw his punches. Zolani, instead of moving back, he may just step aside. Step aside because we're going to be giving him angles. But oh. we'll catch him. We'll catch him as he comes. In fact, his shot is going to have to jump to, 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 to get to Zolani. He will wish he could fly. <laughs> nice one. Let's leave it there, Lois. I'm sounding very confident there. Uh, Team Tete ahead of the defense with John Real Casemiro. And before we go, let's find out what's coming up on Friday night on our favorite boxing show on SABC2, the TKO. And the Duck Destroyer, Bongani Makasela, joins us on the line. Uh, Brabongs, good evening, sir. Thank you for speaking to us again. Yeah, uh, good evening, Chabiso, and uh, good evening to your listeners, and thanks for having me on your show. What can we look forward to this Friday night? Well, it's the highlight of the tournament. We had uh, uh, a Tarfantine race was a few weeks ago, mm. uh, Chabiso. One of the fights that will be, you know, shown of your cast to the viewers is a Dynamite Way bout, which was scheduled for eight rounds between uh, Wade Gross, the former SA champion, and... Uh, John Section 29, Bupape. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it ended in the first round, Bupape knocking out uh, the former champion, putting himself in a pole position to actually challenge for the vacant title that was relinquished by Ngululegom Song after winning the domestic middleweight belt from World Tazamini. Okay, great stuff. And and what do you have for us this day in history, this week in his this week in history? Anything to look out for, or should we wait for Friday? Wait for Friday. <laughs> uh, so all I can say, man, before I you know say goodbye is, I hope you 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 guys, you guys hard work and determination you bringing to us the uh, Deontay Wilders of this world. I hope it goes. It won't go unnoticed. You guys are doing a superb job and uh, continue, you know, uh, making us proud in what you do and also profiling South African boxing internationally. Thank you. As long as we get recognition from you, Brabongs, we are happy because you're doing some great work yourself. On that note, are you confident Zolani can defend on Saturday in Birmingham? 
Uh, as a South African, uh, I am very patriotic and hopeful that Zolani reigns supreme. You know what is at stake for him? It's not only the Dalgio title, it's the yeah. future. He wants to challenge uh, the recent crowd dual champion you know uh, IPF and Dalgio Super in the US. So, yeah, he has to make sure that he brings it back home in order for him to meet uh, in a way in a money spinning you know unification bout okay great stuff we wish him all the best thank you brabongs looking forward to seeing you on tv on the tko on friday night on sabc2 quick score updates before we go chiefs 2-0 up against Stellenbosch after 30 minutes goalless between bloom celtic and cape town city Supersport have scored 1-0 up against marisbeck united no goals between barocca and golden arrows and the chili boys are leading the black leopards by two goals to nil in a pe uh, we'll be back again tomorrow my name is tabi somosia and thank you to katla Mudiba at the back and sylvester Command in technical.